and gentlemen, welcome to America's Auto Enthusiast Program. This is Auto World. And now, here's your host, Bob Long. Hi there. Thank you very much for joining me here for Auto World. In this hour of the broadcast, yes, it's that time. Time for Dan Watson, our certified lubrication specialist with more than uh, 25 years worth of experience, one of the largest AMS oil dealers in all of North America, and the guy with the absolutely fantastic website, thelubepage.com, and has done lots of videos on YouTube and does a great job every week here on the show answering your questions. Telephone-wise, if you'd like to get on board, we've got Mackenzie answering the telephone calls, and uh, you can dial up and Mackenzie will put you at the top of the list at 855-660-4261, 855-660-4261. If you prefer to email, there's no problem there. You can shoot me an email at bob at autoworldradio.com, or you can email Dan Watson himself directly, Dan Watson at thelubepage.com. We've been getting uh, some questions out of the Fresno, California area. So if you're one of those folks who's been wanting to hear more information about Ham's Oil, this is the man and this is the guy you should reach out to. Uh, Dan is one of the rare folks who uh, appear on the show and actually give out a telephone number that connects directly to him. So it might take him a day or two to get back to you, but he will indeed get back to you. Hey, how would you like to buy factory direct at discount prices? Why don't we begin today's broadcast, today's visit with Dan, by talking about just that. Dan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good on this fine evening. We've been having some nice weather, Bob. We sure have, definitely. Nothing to to complain about here in Central Florida. Hope it's well wherever you might be joining us. And, And this is just a... A great opportunity for folks to to save money. The Amsoil Factory Direct at discount prices. This is a, a preferred customer program. Tell us all about it, Dan. Well, this program has been around for a long time because, as most listeners that know anything about Amsoil are familiar with, uh, Amsoil has not always been in auto parts stores and hardware stores and retail stores where you can find it, and that's because just in the early days, uh, none of these places thought that synthetic oil was anything that was ever going to take off or amount to anything, so they wouldn't really give us the time of day. So AMSO spent most of the time building the business through direct sales, and one of the programs that they initiated uh, many years ago was what they call the Factory Direct preferred customer program and this is similar to those listeners out there that might be members of either sam's wholesale costco or bj's it's where you uh become a member of the preferred customer program with amsoil there is (coughs) excuse me there is an annual fee small fee it's twenty to twenty dollars a year And then you are registered, you have your preferred customer identification number, they send you uh, magazines and catalogs and pricing information so that you can see the products. Now, the interesting thing is this program is factory direct, but you will be 
actually assigned or signed up under one of AMZO's independent dealers. And why I bring that up is because you can go factory direct just about any way that you want by going to amsoil.com, the main website for AMSOIL, just amsoil.com, and you'll find it there and figure out how to do it. Now, the reason I would suggest that you give a consideration to going to thelubepage.com and then... Uh, what do you call it, uh, bouncing or linking from the lube page over to the AMZO website before you sign up as a preferred customer or contacting me to sign you up, is that, in fact, that's what you get. You get me. You get someone to give you advice on the best product to use for the situation, application questions, hard lubrication situations that you need to find something unique and so if you're going to be a preferred customer, you might as well be a preferred customer with a dealer that can give you the advice and information and things you need so that you always get the right product and sometimes that you can solve some of those sort of unique lubrication problems that people come up with and they're not sure what to do. And uh, that's where I come into the situation. So preferred customer program... I've got several hundred of those people that are signed up in my organization under me, and I get emails and requests for information and people calling me to assist them with making orders, and I've been doing this very thing since 1991. What is that, Bob, about 28 years now? Hard to believe, but true. Yeah, so... That's the real important thing to understand is you get a significant discount off of the uh, full retail prices you're going to see on the Internet around, depends on the product, but 25 to 35% in that range. And that's a pretty good discount considering that if you buy a case of Amsoil and it's $140, let's say, somewhere in that range, if you buy it, Online and you're starting to look at getting a third of that off, that could be as much as $40, $45 off on a case of oil. So if you're going to have the uh, consumption enough, then that $20 annual fee goes away quickly, probably on the first order you've overcome that. And the other part that Amazon instituted recently, which is important to all these preferred customers, is that if you order $100 worth of product, They'll ship it to you freight free. So that's made this deal almost incredibly too sweet to believe. How about take a 25 or 30% discount and have your product sent to your door with no shipping charge? Now, that gets pretty, uh, that's hard to beat. It certainly is. I mean, those are words not normally in the same sentence. Uh, discount and free shipping. That's like having your cake and eating it, too, and, and getting a really fine product, a quality product, a the best product of its type. Uh, it, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Definitely folks should take advantage of, of this opportunity. Dan, why don't you reiterate your email address and telephone number as well if, if folks yes, have any more uh, questions. And hey, listen, I, I have to toot my horn on this because uh, I can tell you from many, many satisfied customers, you will not get better service to help you with these products than you get if you come through me. Now, 
you can go to the Lube page. It's just like it sounds, thelubepage.com, and you can contact me through that, or you can link to Amsoil and sign up. And when you come from my website, you take my identifier with you, so they'll sign you up under me. Or you can email me. That's my name, Dan Watson, at, and again, thelubepage.com. Or you can call me at 800-370-2986. And as Bob said earlier, if you call me, I can tell you we're still uh, keep our personnel down to the minimum here, and we may have 100 calls a day. So it may be tomorrow or the next day that I get back to you. Now, if you leave a message and you say this is urgent, Please get back to me as soon as possible, then I will do that. But if you leave me a message and say, Dan, I'm interested in some Amazon products and it's no emergency, then it might be 24 to 48 hours before I get back to you. Oh, that's more than reasonable, Dan. We'll take a pit stop. When we come back on the other side, we've got a bunch of questions and would like to add your additional questions at 855-660-4261. This is Auto World. Broadcasting from the middle of Corvette Boulevard and Stingray Avenue, this is Auto World with your host, Bob Long. July 22nd, 2019, that's the date for Corvette fans. That's the date that the 8th generation Corvette will be shown to the world at an undisclosed location. And uh, that's the date when all the medium barters will come off the mid-engine Corvette, one of the one of the most <laughs> most guarded yet known uh, <laughs> rumors. It's been talked about. It's been talked about for years. They have done over the years. There've been some prototypes, but they finally did it. They have done it for the eighth generation, and lots of questions to be answered. So. Uh, We'll have it for you after July 22nd. We've got wow. Dan Watson with us. Uh, and uh, the Corvette, I know, uses synthetic motor oil and has been using it for for quite some time. I know because I've owned a couple of Corvettes. And even though that one is filled with Mobile One, there's nothing wrong with switching that Mobile One to Amsoil. Is, is there a, uh, a a good case to do that? Well, uh, Amazon carries the uh, GM spec for the Corvette synthetic oil. That the actual numerical designator for that GM has a <coughs> code number for it, and Amsoil has been certified that for that for years. And the one thing about Amsoil that uh, we know, if you stay with the Signature Series oil, it may be um, the only true. Uh, PAO ester-based synthetic passenger car oil that you can get. Everybody else has gone to a different base stock, which isn't quite that performance. Let's not say that any of the others are bad. Let's just say that the premium one still remains that PAO and ester combination, and that's in the Anzo Signature Series. So, yeah, uh, hey, if I had myself a Corvette, 
and it called for 5W30, it would have AMSO's signature 5W30 in it from day one. No doubt Very about it. Very good. Well, I look forward to hopefully down the road I'll be able to get another Corvette, so we'll definitely make sure it's filled to the brim with AMS oil. <laughs> well, I look forward to when this thing comes out in July, when you're talking about it, we'll have to do one of those things where we spend a couple minutes at the beginning of the the lube hour, and we talk about that Corvette, because I'd be interested to hear what your opinions and observations are on that car as soon as they make their announcements and put out all the specs on it, and you've had time to give it a review. Absolutely, Dan. It will be a pleasure to do that. And it's a pleasure to get questions from listeners, including Susan in Florida. And Susan writes it's a note here that her family enjoys riding jet skis all summer long. We've had some repairs that were expensive. What's the best oil to use in these machines? Jet skis, what do you think? Well, now, there's a couple different ways that they outfit those jet skis. These days, believe it or not, there's a very high-performance little four-stroke engine you can get in them, and then there's still the high-performance two-stroke engine. In either case, I put the emphasis on high-performance because <clears throat> these jet skis, the motor is just screaming in these little things. And uh, they used to be little. They're bigger, bigger. You can get all kinds of sizes now from what they used to be up to almost like a Cadillac version, you know, with six people on it or something. <laughs> but, but anyway, you're going to run this engine very, very hard, and it's going to run high RPM, and it's going to be loaded pretty well because it's really pushing some water. See, the one thing about it when you go into marine applications that everybody needs to understand, when your car is cruising down the road at, 75 miles an hour on the freeway, uh, it's running about 2,200 RPM, and in many ways, it's really not hard for it to sustain that speed. Now, when you're moving a boat, what you have to remember is that a pitched prop operates like a pump. If it's turning in the water, it's moving so many gallons of water. If you if you you think about putting that prop in a big pipe, like a, a 14 or 15-inch pipe, it would be sucking water and pushing water out the end of the pipe in volumes of gallons. Okay, It's moving a lot of water. Now, as it's moving the water, that's how it moves the boat or the jet ski. But there is always resistance against the prop. The only thing that helps you is that when you when you run a jet ski or a boat and you get up on plane, there's less resistance on the water for that boat to move, but the prop is still biting water every time it turns. It's taking another bite and pushing it behind it. So the point is that motor stays loaded more. It has more resistance against the shaft coming back to the motor that it has to turn than the car does when it's coasting down the highway. So marine engines work hard, and you have to know that in that jet ski, you may be cranking up to 4,000 RPM in the the four-stroke, and you may be running 5,000 RPM uh, in the two-stroke engine, maybe 5,500. So they're going to run pretty hardy, pretty high RPM, and they're going to run loaded. So consider it a high-performance, 
a severe duty operation. So you've got to give it the best oil to survive those conditions. And what the uh, lady Susan mentions is that the repairs are always expensive on these things. I mean, I have a good friend that has a big boat place here in the city of Orlando, and he says often people have to pay attention to all of the best preventative maintenance that they can do because there's just no getting around it. Fixing things that run on the water is expensive. So what should Susan do? Well, here's what I would say, Susan. If it's a two-stroke, you want to come get in touch with me and let me recommend for you, uh, depending upon the type of two-stroke, it could either take Amsoil's regular high-performance marine oil or it could take uh, another more high-performance uh, oil that Amazon has called Interceptor, which has some different additives in it depending upon how that uh, jet ski is constructed. One of those two oils would be the best. And why is it the best? Well, because these oils have about, well, about four times the normal uh, anti-wear capability of standard petroleum oils. And they're also not, those petroleum oils are so full of uh, heavy, what they call ash-based or metallic additives that they can't clear the, the cylinder very well. So they foul out the plugs, they start clogging up the exhaust ports, and you just have a bad time. Now, if you run one of these full synthetics like Amsoil, they burn clean, they use high-performance polymers for anti-wear, anti-scuff additives, those things will burn out of the cylinder. You end up with a clean-running engine. I hear the music, so when we come back, I'll finish up on the four-stroke, and then we'll move right along. Sounds great. More about jet skis, and you'll hear Dan's answer for Susan. And if you'd like to get in on the action, we'd love to hear from you. Bob at AutoWorldRadio.com. Dan Watson at TheLoopPage.com. This is AutoWorld. And now, back to the show with the highest octane, Auto World, and your host, Bob Long. Get in at 855-660-4261. This is our Lou Bauer. This is our hour that we do each and every week with Dan Watson, our lubrication expert with more than 25 years of experience, one of the largest Amsoil distributors in all of North America. And we've been helping out a, a woman, Susan, from Florida with her, her jet ski dilemma. And, Dan, you've, you've given some recommendations for a four-stroke uh, powered jet ski. How about those two-stroke models? Well, I think we got it just backwards there, Bob. I gave you the two-stroke. Now we're going to do the four-stroke. So, okay. hey, four, two, what's the difference? Let's get, <laughs> get it done. <laughs> Here we go. All right. For the four-stroke engine, what you have to remember, we've talked about this before, there's a rating on oil, and without going down in the weeds, it's really called high temperature, high shear. And what it means is how well will that oil hold up at, at high temperatures, at high RPM, okay? So they do a special test for that. It's very important for marine engines. Why? Because they're running at high RPMs and they can get hot, okay? Running at those high RPMs and under heavy load. So that number is important. And when you use standard automotive oils, it won't be as high as you want it. But when you use a uh, quality 
marine engine or something that's rated for marine engines, you should have a good high rating of high temperature, high shear. So whether it's a 30 weight or a 40 weight, either one of those, Amazon makes two of them for these watercraft, and they have uh, all the bells and whistles for high temperature, high shear, uh, 100% synthetic, um, and with additional rust inhibitors added into the oil so that you get great protection for the engine when it's idle and not running in between trips to the lake or to the bay, wherever you're going. So let's move on to the next question. Uh, we got Bob, and uh, we hope that Susan heard that, and she gives me a call and gets the right oil. Absolutely. The next question is from a listener in Idaho. We have lots of great listeners and stations in Idaho taking the program. And Mark writes, I own a small logging company. We put our chainsaws through hell. What is the best two-cycle oil to keep these saws from going, going for the season? So a good question. It is because when you start, depending on things in a commercial business, it's got to run, and, and your bottom line is you don't make too much money if your saws keep breaking down, and especially if you look at the cost of these guys. I had a person cutting a tree, and I'd never seen such a thing. He had a big steel chainsaw and had a 48-inch bar on it. So, I mean, they get bigger than that out in Idaho. I'm sure they got some out there that are probably six-foot bars and chain on the on the thing from you know to cut big logs in Idaho. So you need something that really works and works well. And the best two-cycle oil that you can get is going to be a high-quality synthetic two-stroke engine oil. And I can say this, whoever the manufacturer is, if you get somebody else's two-stroke synthetic, it's just you make sure you're getting a high-quality synthetic two-stroke. Now, I think Amsoil makes one of the top in the business. There's some of these big-time log cutters. You know, they have these contests. There's always a contest for everything, you know, about climbing the trees, <laughs> cutting the logs. Whatever you're doing, there's a contest somewhere. Yeah. And some of those lumberjack contest guys run nothing but Amsoil and those big steel saws, and um, it's, it does the trick. Now, when all these two-cycle oils... If I could give just one overall evaluation remark to people is this. There is no reason whatsoever to ever run another petroleum two-stroke oil in anything that you own. The technology between these synthetic two-stroke oils versus the petroleum is really like the difference between a Maserati and a Model A when it comes to a good comparison in cars. There is no comparison. So just stop buying that two-stroke stuff, What petroleum. What they do with it is they put so much additives in it trying to hold up because it just can't hold up to the situation it's in that all it does is, is foul out everything that you've got. Pretty soon you can't get any air out of the exhaust because those zinc and, and different particles that they put in it to prevent the scuffing, they stick like they're supposed to, but then they attract carbon. Next thing you know, you get carbon load is just so heavy in the cylinder, you end up having to take those things. You have to take the head off. You have to clean out. The, the pistons will have just caked up carbon on top of them. The exhaust ports will go from uh, a half-inch diameter down to a tenth of an inch, uh, trying to get the air out. They won't run. 
I mean, it's just foolish to use that stuff. Don't do it. Use a good performing synthetic two-stroke oil. Now, Amsoil makes Sabre Professional for this operation. The Sabre Professional is just a high-quality two-stroke synthetic, again, with uh, advanced anti-scuffing additives that will burn clean out of the cylinder. The oil now, they're putting a uh, fuel stabilizer in the oil so that when you mix it at the mix ratios that can be anywhere from 50 or 40 to 1 up to 100 to 1, you can mix it at your saws ratio or you can mix it at the Amsoil Saber Professional rate of either 100 to 1 or 80 to 1. That's what Amsoil recommends. But if you want to mix it at 41, go ahead. It'll still burn clean and it won't load up your cylinder. Um, it's just hard to – the guys out there listening that, that do anything with two-strokes, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the biggest hassle in the world is keeping up with the carbon load that builds up in the cylinder, and there's no reason to put up with that. You can use these modern oils for modern two-stroke engines, and you'll really be pleased with the results. So I think to tell Mark, the simple thing here is, Mark, uh, I know there's some good folks out there uh, – you can get in touch with me, but you need to get some uh, Sabre Professional two-stroke oil from Amsoil. Try it out, and I guarantee you, you'll never go back. You'll be running those things until you get tired of them and you think, you know, I'd really like to buy a new chainsaw, but I just can't wear out the ones that I've got. Okay? <laughs> so that's my answer to the chainsaw logging company. That's great. We got a great question here from Sam in Kentucky. Sam writes, I recently saw a commercial on TV for making oil from natural gas. Is this synthetic oil, and is it better than the other oils? This is a good question, a timely question right now, considering what I've had to say about some of the other uh, faux pas synthetics coming out that are just terrible turns out, from natural gas, you can only make high-quality Group 3, what we call Group 3 synthetic oil. You really can't make the, the Group 2 stuff I've talked about in the past, the, the hydro-treated oil, which is chemically treated and then called synthetic, and it, it's really, that, that's just going too far. It's really not, shouldn't be called that at all. But with this gas-to-liquid, you make a pure base oil that has the same characteristics as a group 3 hydrocracked oil coming from petroleum. So it is a high quality oil. I for one am delighted that somebody has really pushed on this. You know, <laughs> people would be surprised to know that the Fisher-Tropish methodology that does this, two guys, Fisher and Tropish, two guys, okay, they developed this process. But can you believe it, Bob? They did it in 1905. Wow. Yeah, 1905. But who would have needed it? I mean, when oil was oozing up out of the ground in Pennsylvania, and it was you, know, you were finding pools of oil in West Texas on the ground, I mean, and then we discovered the amount of oil in Saudi Arabia. Who needed GTL? When we come back, I'll kind of explain how GTL works. 
That sounds great. More with Dan Watson around the bend. And again, if you'd love to get in, we'd love to have you. 855-660-4261. Bob at AutoWorldRadio.com. Dan Watson at TheLubePage.com. This is AutoWorld. Don't go away. Hey, it's Billy F. Gibbons from ZZ Top, and you're listening right here to Auto World. Dan Watson is with us. We're talking about a question from Sam in Kentucky, and Sam wrote to us. He saw a TV commercial on making oil from natural gas. Is this synthetic oil, and is it better than the other oils? And as you said, Dan, this is a timely question. Yes, it is. And as I have been on my soapbox for a few weeks, different times here on the show, talking about how there's so many what I just consider to be improper oils on the marketplace now labeling themselves as synthetic, the GTL oil will be a Group 3 synthetic oil. It will be a high-quality Group 3 synthetic oil. So... I applaud those uh, companies. I think Shell is a big one uh, that are using this process, uh, and particularly because the United States is absolutely loaded with natural gas. So this is one of those kind of things where you can see a long future of making good quality uh, oil from natural gas, and, and I'm glad to see that. The performance that you get, as I said, is quite similar to the Group 3 oils. Now, most good companies that are sticking with Group 3-based oils in the in the synthetic oil market would be, uh, you know, glad to see this also because they might, in fact, even find a source to start. Some of the blenders, like Valvoline, may determine that, it's a good base stock to start buying from a supplier to use when they're blending their oils because it's a good group three. And I hope that it is actually uh, price-wise, considering the once you get the system in place, natural gas prices uh, can be better than trying to make hydrocracked oil from petroleum-based stock. So it may, in fact, be good that it will uh, enter and begin to be a competitive oil that lowers some of the base stock cost for Group 3 hydrocracked synthetic oil. That would be good for the consumer and good for all of us. So I'm, I'm glad to see GTL in the marketplace. But the last note on it, it's not superior to other Group 3 severely hydrocracked oils. Now, that would be oils like the Amsoil uh, XL oil line and what they call the OE line. Those two lines are from Group 3 severely hydrocracked oil. Now, that synthetic oil would be right at the same level as a GTL-based synthetic oil, neither of which would catch up with the PAO, which stands for polyalpha olefin and ester-based oils, which are Group 4 and Group 5 oils, which have higher capabilities than the Group 3 oil, or they wouldn't be Group 4 and Group 5 if they didn't have higher performance characteristics than the Group 3. So hopefully that gives a little information to the listeners on this GTL oil and uh, not to be afraid of it, and actually 
had a choice between it and some of these other oils out there, I'd suggest you buy the GTL. At least you know you're going to get a good group three. Excellent answer and great question. We got another good question from McKenny in Massachusetts, and he wants to know about mixing two cycle oils. His question is just that can you mix two cycle oils? I have some Evinrude oil for my outboard motor, and I bought some Amsoil HPM. Do I have to drain the remaining oil from the tank? That's an interesting dilemma. I get this question all the time, and no. The answer is, in particular, I believe, it wouldn't matter, but if he's, if he's buying Amsoil synthetic, that means he's probably buying the Evinrude E-Tech synthetic oil for their Evinrude E-Tech motors. And they're really quite similar oils, HPM and Evinrude E-Tech. Their performance criteria across the board is almost identical. So not only could you mix them, but you wouldn't know the difference if you did. So don't worry about it. Uh, the only thing I say with oil that's in the tank sometimes, make sure that oil's not been sitting there for a year or two, okay? Sometimes that oil can sit for a long time and it can get a little too thick and it's hard for it to get down through the system and be injected as the uh, oil oiling system is designed to do on those Evernood E-Techs. You've got to get that oil down in and it's injected into the airstream and comes in with the air. So if it gets a little thick and stuff, it might not mix well. But it will mix with that Amsoil HPM, high-performance marine oil. Um, any of these oils are compatible. Uh, sometimes when you've got some old-based petroleum in the tank, I kind of recommend just flush that stuff out and put the all-new load of the synthetic in because you're talking about different additives and maybe you don't get the best results from doing that. But Evinrude, uh, E-Tech, XD100 probably, the uh, their two-stroke synthetic engine oil will mix with Amsoil right from the get-go. No problem at all. We had a question from Carl in El Paso, Texas. Uh, he lives there in El Paso and he wants to know if he can run 20W50 in his 2016 once again that's a 2016 Honda Accord and he reminds us that it gets really hot in El Paso yeah and it's old line thinking Bob I'm going to run this thick oil because it gets real hot well the truth is two parts of this now I know we're running short on time one hopefully your thermostat works and your cooling system works, so if your car can stay at reasonable temperature and you don't have overheating conditions, believe it or not, the oil should be running close to the same temperature in El Paso that it would be in Milwaukee, okay, if the cooling system's working correct. Now, we do know that it's still going to get a little hotter and have a tendency to get uh, kind of peak temperatures higher in those places like El Paso, the oil itself even though the water temperature will be trying to control itself because the oil removes about 60% of the heat in the engine, and then that has to be removed from the oil to the water uh, in the water jacket around the engine. Here's what the problem of 2050 is. It won't go through the oil galleries in a 2016, 2016 Honda. The oil galleries are the little tiny holes that allows the oil to come up into the surface area, the bearing, where the bearing is, is functioning on the crankshaft, the connector rod bearings and the main bearings, they are uh, 
not ball bearings. They are babbitt-faced fluid-operated bearings, okay? And the little holes that's supposed to come up and oil them, 2050 would have a hard time getting through there. So you'd finally get it through there, but it would only be when the bearing overheated to about 50 degrees so that it could start thinning down the 2050 to something in a 30-weight range that it would come through the hole. Because that 2016 Honda probably calls for zero W20. And people get scared to death about running a 20-weight oil in El Paso. Okay, if you're scared about running a 20-weight oil in El Paso, then, you know, get in touch with me and buy some 0W20 or 5W20 AMSOIL Signature Series synthetic oil, and you don't have to worry about any temperature problems with that PAO ester-based 100% synthetic oil in the Signature Series range. All you folks out there that are got these 0W20 applications, I highly recommend that you use a, a real good performance synthetic engine oil. Save yourself a lot of trouble. If you use one of these faux pas synthetics, they're just glorified petroleum, they're calling it synthetic, it's not going to give you the protection that you bought that synthetic for. It's not going to do it. It can't do it because it's basic, simple, natural hydrocarbons, and they can't do it. If you go to PAO, it is a synthetic made. It's like making plastic. One old guy I know used to call it liquid plastic. Call it what you want. But they're made from, believe it or not, natural gas. You can make PAOs from natural gas, okay, or from ethylene gas, which is a byproduct from refining petroleum. But you can make it from natural gas. So we've had a natural gas product for many years, but it's called polyalpha olefin. And it is a true miracle of of lubrication okay so if you've got a a lightweight oil like 0w20 or 5w20 and you're concerned about protection in high temperature i could not over recommend to you that you you find my lubepage.com you get in touch with me and we get you set up to get some uh, Amsoil Signature Series 100% Synthetic PAO Ester-Based Oil, and your concerns should go away. Absolutely. And, Dan, remind everybody about your telephone number and also about your your email. Telephone number is 800-370-2986. Email is my name, Dan Watson, at thelubepage.com. Thank you, my friend. Great job, as usual. We'll get back with you again next week. Same time, same place, same station. That's going to do it for this hour of Auto World. I'm Bob Long. Thanks for being here.